0: The most profound spiritual teachers of all time say the same thing in different ways. Quiet the mind and listen within. Over the last 10 years of my life, I've been asking the same question. Can it really be that simple? This blogcast is about my journey to the answer. I'm Kayla Cresiglia, and you're listening to Intuition Academy. And welcome to episode 8 of Intuition Academy. Today, I want to talk about some real-life experience. Because I'm sort of in the middle of one of those stepping into the fear moments. And I thought it was an amazing opportunity to jump in here and explain exactly what this process looks like. But to start, I need to back up a little while. A little bit. A few months ago, I was feeling very, very lost, confused, and low about my business. And I had gotten to this point where I started to believe that stepping away from the business was the best thing that I could do for myself. That maybe I wasn't meant to have a business, maybe I wasn't meant to have a podcast, maybe all these things. And the fear of all of it and the confusion of all of it was so real. And so that's what I did. I stepped back. I stepped away from all of it. And I started to explore other options that I could have. The inner voice at this point had said, start saying yes to everything. And so I took that as, okay, if I'm given a job opportunity, if I see an opportunity to do this or that, and if it feels like a yes to me to say yes and to not really question it from the mind space and from the desire space that I have. And so that's what I started doing. I started exploring like new career opportunities. And I also sat down and I got really specific about what I wanted my career to feel like. I wanted it to feel like freedom. I wanted it to feel like abundance. I wanted it to feel fun. And I just, I started dabbling in like the emotions of what I wanted it to feel like. And then I started dabbling in Like, what is it going to look like? What do I want it to be? And when I got really honest with myself, I knew that what I wanted to do was to continue in the coaching industry. I, at this point, I, I just feel so called to doing this work, to sharing my experiences and then also coaching people through theirs. It just feels like it lights me up to do this work. And so but I also started, I was really stuck in these limiting beliefs that I don't really think that I'm meant to have my own business. Maybe I'm just meant to work for coaches or maybe I'm wor- to, meant to like work for a coach. And so I started dabbling in all these these ideas of, OK, well, maybe I'll work for a company that hires coaches. And then so I, I started in visualizing that that is what the dream career would be like. Well, in my dream career. I would just be able to do the work that I want to do, but I wouldn't have to find any of my own clients, I wouldn't have to do really any work, I wouldn't have to, you know, um, advertise on social media, it would just all come to me, and it would be easy. And then, what I started to do was to visualize, which was an exercise I learned, I forget where I learned it from, but it's like an expansion exercise. You start with the original dream, with this dream scenario, and then you expand it, so if that is my dream scenario, then there must be, because of the laws of expansion, there must be an opportunity that's even better than the one that I'm envisioning in my head. And so I was envisioning the dream scenario, and then I was imagining the dream past the dream. Like, what was the bigger dream? If I had that already, then what would the, what would the next dream be? And so that was the energy that I was messing with at this time. And then very shortly after i did that exercise i stumbled onto the marissa peer website who is the founder of rapid transformational therapy which i certified in rapid transformational therapy i am a certified rtt practitioner and that is the work that i've been doing for the last year or two now and so i stumbled onto the website onto the career page just out of curiosity i'd looked a few times here and there and what i saw was an opportunity to be trained and not only be trained, but to be paid while I was training to become a rapid transformational coach, which is a brand new opportunity within Marissa Pira's company and foundation. And up until now, all she's had are the opportunities to be therapists within her community, right? Like a rapid transformational therapist is not a coach. They are a practitioner. They are a therapist. they, they, really just do one-off sessions with people and there's no training within the community to become a coach and to coach people past the opportunities that people have already experienced in their own lives and so this was brand new and it sounded so fascinating to me not only was it was would you be trained and paid at the same time within the community but then they would also salary pay you within the company and they would feed you all of your own clients. You'd get salary paid like sixty to $70,000 a year or something. And at the time, when I saw this opportunity, I was like, that's it. That's the dream job. That's the fucking dream job. That's exactly what I've been asking for. I'll be a coach and I'll get paid. I'll get paid while I'm training and then I'll get salary paid. I won't have to worry about pulling in my own clients. It was literally everything that I'd asked for, which is what usually happens when I'm attempting to manifest, right? Like the opportunity just plopped itself right in my lap and I was like, "Thank you universe." In the words of Just Lively, "Thank you, happy fucking more, please." And so I did the first round and the second round of interviewing for this job. And then the interviewing process just went quiet for over a month, almost two months, I think I didn't hear a single thing from the foundation. And I was like, well, you know, I had been working on releasing attachment to it because I didn't want this to be like the end all be all. If I don't get it, then like I'm just fucked, you know, I wanted it to be something that was fun, and and it was okay if it didn't work. And so when it went quiet for the one or two months, I was like, okay. I was like, if this didn't work out for me, then that must mean that there's something better out there for me. And then lo and behold, I decide that I really feel energetically aligned with paying for coaching, paying from a paying for a professional coach and a professional life coach who can coach me in, in all the areas I'm feeling resistance in my own life. And the person that popped into my mind, and the only person that popped into my mind, I might add, was Lauren Ciesco. And I'd seen her work through the Lively community for at least a year at that point. I, first, I believe I first saw her when I was doing the invoice program that Jess did last year. And then she was in Inner Voice, she's been in Coco, she's been in everything now. Now she's been on the podcast a couple times. And so I was following her on Instagram, on Facebook, I was seeing her posts everywhere. And I was like, her, she's the one, I want to work with her, I want her to be my coach. So I set up a consult call with her thinking that I'm just going to invest in coaching with her just let's just see how much it costs to work with Lauren Lauren Ciesco and we all know if you're familiar with the coaching industry it costs a pretty penny to work with a coach who's going to get you results because they know they're going to get you results and so it costs money (laughs) because they're providing you value the value of of the investment that you're making in them. And so I knew that it was going to cost a pretty penny to work with Lauren. Probably more than I'd ever invested before in something. And so I get on the call with her. Not only does she not sell me on her coaching, which she only had one spot available at the time, I believe, but she in fact sold me on a mastermind group, a group of coaches who were all getting together and who were all trying to up-level in one space together, where Lauren and then her business partner, Jen Navarro, would actually be co-coaching, would be coaching together. And so not only would I get Lauren Ciesco and Jen Navarro coaching me, who are both, in my opinion, high-level coaches, but there were also suppo- there were supposed to be about 10 to 12 other women within this space who were all successful coaches already. And so when she told me that, I was like, I'm sold, sign me up. And then she told me the price tag, and I was like, fuck me. I knew, I knew it was going to be a lot, I knew. Which, in hindsight, it's really not that much money, but in my mind, was a lot of money. So, <laughs> Lauren held so much space for me during this call that she helped me believe that I could manifest the money. And not only that, but I'd known that I'd manifested the money. For, for, for things like this. And then like, I just manifested a large amount of money to move across the country to fulfill my dream. And all it took was a level of belief, like really knowing and just feeling that within my body. And I was like, well, I can do that again. I can do that. Like, all I have to do is just believe that somehow the money is going to show up. I don't, have, I don't have to know how. I just have to know that it's going to happen. And so within less than a week, the money showed up. And I invested in the mastermind and I've been in the mastermind for a month and a half now. And that, in my opinion, within the first few days of being within this space, within the mastermind space, I I knew that this was the dream after the dream. That my original dream was to be a rapid transformational coach because it was the easy thing and and whatever else, but it was limiting in some ways. It wasn't everything that I dreamed of, but it was enough to make me feel comfortable and to make me feel safe and to make me feel satisfied, right? But when I expanded my vision, I allowed the opportunity for me to jump into this mastermind. I allowed the opportunity for me to manifest the money to jump into this mastermind. I allowed space for this mastermind to even come into my experience and, and I'll forever be grateful for that because being in the mastermind has helped me realize that that, that my own business is the dream after the dream. It's not even the mastermind itself. The mastermind was just the space where I could see, where, where I could see more clearly the evidence of other people creating what I was attempting to create and finding resistance in doing, but also just it's solidifying the belief that I could do it at all. Believing that, that was an option for me again. And so fast forward, this was about a month ago, and I was having these realizations. It was amazing. I still hadn't heard anything from the Rapid Transformational Coaching School, and I just let it go. I was like, whatever, it's just not meant for me. They obviously moved on, and they found other people. And then about a week ago, I get shortlisted for the Rapid Transformational Coaching position. I get shortlisted, and they want me to sign up for another round of interviews, And my initial reaction was, oh my god, I have to do this. I'm fucking stupid if I don't do this. I'm actually dumb if I don't take this opportunity. I mean, I don't even have to do it. I don't even have to do the job, but like, I I can't pass up on the money, you know, like my mind really wanted to focus on. You can't pass up on the money. You could be getting paid just to do the training and then that's like a whole other, a whole other, like set of skill sets that you could put into your toolbox, you know, and such a, such a mind mentality, right? Like such a grind mentality, grind and mind mentality. But I fed into this so much that I actually signed up for the next round of interviews. And so I had this next round of interviews this last Monday, just a couple days ago. And I, it was a group sort of, interview in process right like you had to sign up for the zoom conference and then you've got to be on for three and a half hours or something like that and then you move on to the next round of interviews after that and so I had signed up and as expected the interview like the day of interviews just did not flow for me first I was gonna have to like relocate my position while I was in the beginning of the interviewing process compared to the end of it. So like the three hours started in the morning and within the first hour, I had to drive to my nannying position and there's a huge chunk of space between my apartment and my nannying house where there's no cell service. And so I I tried my hardest to stay on the zoom call while I was in my car driving and just talking while I was driving. I was multitasking and it was so stressful. And I eventually lost signal and by the time I got my signal back I had completely lost an entire group activity and I was so frustrated I was like whatever I'm just going to keep grinding and pushing through it and then finally I was like you know what it's okay I'm just gonna I'm just going to just exit out of this and I was so frustrated and and so I just exit out and then I I rescheduled for another day. I was like, whatever, I'll just try this another day. And so I rescheduled for Wednesday tomorrow to do my next round of interviews. And I just explained that I had technical difficulties and I'd love to have the opportunity to interview tomorrow. And so after having done all of this, I went and I sat outside while the baby was sleeping at my nannying job. She usually sleeps for about an hour, hour and a half. So I had plenty of time to sit outside in the cool morning and think about all of this stuff and so i sat out there in the nice peaceful pnw wilderness because they're in the you know the hills right off a lake and it's just forests, and it just i always say that it's like a an enchanted forest that i'm sitting in back there so i'm sitting out there listening to all the nature sounds dipping down into the inner voice and asking the inner voice like inner voice is it going to serve my highest good to take this position, this RTC position, the Rapid Transformational Coaching position. Is it going to serve my highest good to do this next round of interviews? And the inner voice did not want to give me the answers. And the inner voice didn't want to give me the answers, not because it wanted to withhold the answers from me, but because the inner, vo- the inner voice already knew that I had the answers and that I was just asking the questions as a crutch, as a means to an end. I was taking an extra step when I didn't need to. The inner voice was like, you know the answer to this question, so why are you even asking? And I know that they weren't doing this to punish me, but they were just trying to help. Instead, this was like an up-leveling moment for me. They wanted me to take full responsibility for myself and my desires. I saw this as such a valuable lesson in that moment And I knew that it wasn't about, like, I knew in that moment that it was no longer about always asking the inner voice questions. It's just about knowing when you're already, when you already have the answers to the questions that you're asking. That's why it felt like such a valuable lesson, because yes, the inner voice is me. Yes, the inner voice can give me questions, but I was playing, I was acting like a victim. I was acting like, like the inner voice was the one that had the answers, not me, when I am the inner voice. I am the inner voice and so I was asking about the RTC training asking if I should be doing the training if it would serve my highest good and the inner voice kept directing me back to the same question and it was so frustrating in the moment but the question was what is your desire there is no wrong answer that that was what the inner voice was saying what is your desire there's no wrong answer here it is not wrong for you to decide to do the RTC training. And it's not wrong for you to decide to have complete faith in your own business. What really matters is, what do you desire? What is the desire? Not the lie. What's the decision being made out of fear right now and what's the decision being made out of love and joy and faith? What's the lie? And. This was where, one of those moments where I just felt deeply the inner voice's wisdom. Because the inner voice could have easily said, No, it's not aligning for you to do RTC. And I would have just taken it on faith. Because that's what I've learned to do with what the inner voice says to me. But instead, the inner voice redirected me back to, What is your, what is your desire, woman? What is your actual desire? You know what you want. So why are you asking us? We know what you want. But you... You're lying to yourself. You're believing the mind stories. And the mind story was that we need to play it safe. And we need to take this job. We need to take this opportunity because we'd be stupid if we didn't. And I would not choose to do the RTC training if I wasn't afraid of my business's failure. Knowing that during the training period, especially that I would be getting paid hourly for that three-month-long training on top of the money I already make nannying, that was the only reason that I wanted the job. That was the only reason I wanted to do the interviewing process was because then I'd feel like I had a solid foundation of money coming in, and but I didn't have to worry about creating it myself within my own business. But when I really sat down and thought about it, The packages that I charge now for my own services, for one client, that would be an entire month that they would be paying me within the RTC training. And yeah, I'd be making more once I get to the end line. but that doesn't matter because that's not what I truly desire to do. It was just the easy way out. What matters is, do I desire to be a rapid transformational coach? No, the answer is no, I don't. I don't want to follow somebody else's model of of what they believe a coach is meant to be. I respect Marissa Peer, but I want to be Marissa Peer. Marissa Peer created her own program, her own technique. She does not work for somebody else. That business is her baby. It's her creation. It, it was creation. It was consciousness flowing through her, creating that program. Yes, she had inspiration from others, but it was hers. Rapid transformational coaching is just a cherry on the top of what she's already accomplished. Just like like, like Brooke Castillo is another great example. She created the life coaching school. Nobody taught her to be a life coach. She created the school. She created the programs. Just like Denise, De- Denise Duffield Thomas. She created Money Bootcamp. That is her offer. Nobody else. She doesn't work for anyone else. It's just hers. The most successful people out there are the people who create for themselves. And when I'm really honest with myself, my desire is to be that. That is what runs deep within me and what I've learned is that desire stems from your deepest, truest self. Your soul consciousness, your inner voice, your highest self. It, it flows through infinite intelligence, through consciousness generally. It flows through enlightenment and And life, it's a life force. And if I personally, if me, my desire, if my mind is just trying to trick me, right, into being a rapid transformational coach out of safety, then the only reason that I'm feeling like I need to do it, the only reason that I was still willing to do it was because I was afraid. Because I was in fear. I was in fear and lack mentality. That's the only reason I would do it. Because I'm afraid that my business won't work. I was afraid that my business wouldn't work. I was seeing lack, I was seeing limitation, and that is all born from the mind. And it does feel like a scary step. This was why I wanted to share this on the podcast today, because this is the thing that I keep being faced with over and over and over and over again. It's the thing that people generally are faced with consistently these moments of having to decide am I gonna step into the fear? Or am I going to choose the mind's limitations, the mind's lack mentality? So yes, it is a scary step not to take the job, not to move forward in the interviewing process. It feels a lot like back in the day when I decided not to go to grad school and I didn't know what was gonna happen next, I didn't know if I was gonna be okay, or leaving my my soul-crushing but cushy nine-to-five job back in Indiana. like. They were the most terrifying steps because everybody tells you don't leave a cushy job like you've got it made and and you know like you've got to go to school and get your degree and and I'd been working for so long to become a a counselor, you know, and it was like a counselor is made a, a comfortable living and whatever else and this job, this job would be a comfortable living. But it's not, it would just be, it's not my deepest desire. Not taking this opportunity feels so much like all the other situations where I had to choose the terrifying thing, the thing that the mind was like screeching at me not to do. It feels like so many people would say that I'm stupid for walking away from this opportunity. But the person, this is the most important part of this whole fucking podcast, the person who's really saying I'm stupid for walking away isn't somebody outside in the world it's not my mom it's not my dad it's not my siblings it's not my friends it's not my colleagues it's me my own brain my own mind my mind is the one saying kayla you're stupid if you don't do this i'm the only one saying it no one else i'm the only one who has the capability and the capacity of saying and then and then making me believe that i'm stupid for walking away Somebody else could be standing in front of me, directly in front of me and saying, Kayla, you're stupid for not taking this job opportunity. But my mind would still have to take that belief in. (coughs) Excuse me. My mind (coughs) would still have to believe what they are saying. And that's all on me. I am the only one who has the capability of saying and believing that I'm stupid for walking away from this opportunity. But I also get to decide that I'm not stupid for walking away. I get to decide that this is the smartest and most logical and most profound decision that I could make for myself. By making this decision for myself, I am choosing more. I'm choosing so much more than what I would be choosing if I stayed in limitation and lack and belief that I have to take the, the smaller, lesser, more restricted option because that's safe and I can't have more than that. I want to choose to believe that I can have so much more than that. I don't want to, to take the safe route. I stopped taking the safe route two or three years ago. <clears throat> and yes, the fear still comes and it's so real at times that was why for about a week or two weeks i didn't even realize that i was feeding into it i didn't even realize that i was i was sitting smack dab in the fear and i was letting it affect my reality again but this is just this is flow life this is life living through the intuition this is the this is the life that i committed to was was recognizing when these situations smack me in the face. Because sometimes it's not obvious. This wasn't obvious for me at first. It felt like the smart thing to do. But when I stepped back and I asked myself, what do I really desire? When the inner voice directed me to that, it was like, yeah, why am I doing this to myself? I don't have to. Nobody's making me do this but me. <laughs> nobody's, nobody's believing that I have to do this but me. Even though the mind was masking it as saying like, oh, everyone's going to judge you and everyone's going to think that you should be doing it like that and like this. But no, I get to decide now that I'm not stupid for walking away from that job opportunity that would have never gave me fulfillment. I get to decide to not be afraid to step into the darkness, into the unknown. I get to decide to step into the fear, into the darkness, into the fog, into the unknown and come out the other end feeling joy because of it, and fulfillment because of it, and continuing to expand. And I'm going to be okay. (laughs) And you know how I know that? Because I always am. The fear felt just as real the day, three years ago, when I decided not to go to grad school. And I've never been a homeless person on the side of the road. If anything, I've always loved I've always lived way above my means, way above my, uh, above my, my belief system, almost. It's like I within the last three years, I had two beautiful apartments, and then I left those apartments behind so I could travel full-time for four straight months. It's funny because to my mind, that feels like... Such a short amount of time. I felt like it was going to be so much longer that I was traveling. And, and you know, who knows, maybe I'll continue to travel in the future, but four months felt like such a short period of time. But that's a long period of time for a lot of people. Four straight months of travel is something that some people never get to experience in their lives. And for me, it was just normal. It was just something that I knew was going to happen, and then it did. and And then... On top of that, I moved across the country and I live in um, the most beautiful state that I personally, that it's the state that I think is the most beautiful in our country. And I did all of that, like, without knowing how I was going to do any of it. I did all of it while these opportunities presented themselves to me and I got to say, do I really want that? And it was the same thing with grad school. When I sat and said, do I really want this? The answer was no, the only reason I'd be doing it is because I didn't know what was gonna come next and it felt safe. The only reason I would have stayed at my cushy nine to five back in Indiana was because I, it felt safe. It felt like I knew what was gonna happen next. And now passing up on this job, this job opportunity, which one day years and years ago would have felt like the dream job, I know I'm gonna be okay. Because I always have been. I have so much evidence that proves that fact to me. But it doesn't mean that it wasn't scary. And it doesn't mean that the mind still doesn't say at times, Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Turn back. Turn back. (laughs) Turn back. The interview is still tomorrow. You can still make the meeting. That's actually not true. I can't make the meeting because I already canceled it. So I can't. But the mind is like, Just reschedule it. (laughs) You know? And... That's like the whole point that I want to make in this podcast is that the mind doesn't go away and the fear that it has doesn't go away. It's just that you you start to understand that that fear isn't you and it's not real and it's coming from something that's that's smaller than what you really are and that there's something deeper that you can tap into and that can show you the way past the fear. it can it will always tell you you're going to be okay if you step into the fear and then you are that is something that i just continually learn and something that like the fear it just as soon as i started hearing that from the inner voice just yesterday when i was asking they were like what's your truest desire what is the desire you have here and i realized that it wasn't rtc it was like the fear melted away and And it's not because it's gone. Because the mind is still... It still has the limitation and the thoughts and whatever. But I don't believe it. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I know it's not real. I know what's real is the truth of who I am. Is the inner voice. And the inner voice will always, always, always be in agreement with what you desire it will always stand behind what you desire it will always give assistance to your desires as long as you can tap in as long as as you can be the you know in the the passenger seat which was something that came to me in an inner voice session recently was this idea that that God takes the wheel. The inner voice, your soul consciousness, takes the wheel. You just, you tell them where you want to go, but you don't get to choose the directions. You don't get to choose when you get off the exit. All you do is choose to sit in the the passenger seat, and you trust that you're, you're being guided directly to what you want. All you have to consider is what you truly desire. What do you desire? As long as you can get real with yourself and say, yes, I want this, no, I don't want that. Then All you have to do is sit back and the things, they just start coming, they just start happening. That's how this podcast is like a perfect example of that. A month and a half ago, or like three months ago, I would have never thought that Intuition Academy would have eight running episodes. This would have never been real in my mind. My mind could have never seen this coming. My mind a year ago could have never seen me moving to Bellingham. Even a month before I moved out here, my mind had no idea how I was gonna get here, had no idea. I have no idea what's gonna happen next. I was just, I I voice journal almost every single day. I was just crying to myself in a voice journal a couple days ago because I was having this, this realization that it's happening again. Like, I don't know what's gonna happen next and all the unknowns are popping up and it's so scary to the mind. I don't know what's gonna happen next in my own experience. Is my roommate gonna move in with her girlfriend? Am I gonna move? away from bellingham to be with somebody am i going to stay here am i going to have to to pay rent by myself am i going to have to move somewhere else in bellingham like there's so many so many unknowns right now and it's so scary to the mind but i know that i'm going to be okay and that's the big takeaway from all of this is that yes the dream job did present itself to me But when I got real with myself, I realized that it wasn't truly what I desire and that I desire so much more than that. And when I could trust and believe enough in that, then stepping away from the opportunity wasn't scary anymore. Because I know that there's more. I know there's more for me. And if I took that opportunity, I basically would have been saying to myself, I don't believe in myself. And I do. That's what I choose. I choose to believe in myself. I choose to believe in my business. I choose to believe in this podcast. I choose to believe that there are people out there who will resonate with what I say and who feel resonation so deeply that they want to work with me. Because honestly, I think that after all the opportunities that I've, after all the experiences that I've had over the last three to ten years of my life, that it would be silly not to want to work with me if this is the type of thing that you're, that you're doing, if you're trying to live through the experience of the inner voice, through the soul consciousness, if you're trying to step into the fear, if you're trying to live through manifestation, law of attraction, if you're trying to live your most exceptional and beautiful life, then I think that you'd be silly not to work with me. I've... I... Because I've done all of it. I've done all of it. And I continue to do all of it. And that's why I wanted to come in here and share my experience. Because also one of the other things that I really want to pound in is that that I am not by any means an enlightened being. I like to think at this point that enlightenment, what I've come to understand about enlightenment is that it's just the moments in time when you realize that you're more than what you are. When you detach from the mind. It's like you can't being infinitely enlightened right that's like that's like you're dead and you're just your soul again but in life enlightenment is a choice you just get to choose enlightenment you get to choose to believe that you're not part of the mind and and that the mind is not you in wholeness it's just a small part of you like your organs and your body but it's a part that that will not live on when you die and that the wholeness of who you are will and in those moments when you know that, when you feel the, the the resonation with that and you feel the truth in it, that's moments of enlightenment. They're just moments of enlightenment. And I absolutely experience moments of enlightenment, but the mind still wins every once in a while. It's still living, it's still breathing, it's still fighting for control. I'm just stronger than it i'm just stronger than it and it gets easier and easier every single day to to see the stories and to choose differently when the stories come up that aren't serving my highest good anymore so yeah i hope that this was helpful to whoever is listening to this today and if you ever have questions if you ever just want to talk about any of this stuff Set up a consult call with me. You can find the link in my bio. You can find the link in the description of this podcast episode. I've basically linked it everywhere to make it as easy as possible for people to communicate with me. Set up a 30-minute consult call with me and let's talk. And until next time, quiet the mind, listen within, and always follow the joy.